0: and welcome to another episode of Candid Convos, where candid pretty much means anything and everything. And I'm your host, Deb Zara. And before I introduce today's guest host, I would just like to thank everyone who has been tuning in and listening. And your support means the world to me. And today's guest host, well, he's always been supportive of me and the things I've ventured into. So please allow me to introduce him properly. He worked in the fintech industry as an associate relationship manager in S&P Global Market Intelligence. He eventually started his own business and is the co-founder and general manager of Bruce Brothers PH, a cafe solutions provider with their online shop at Bruce Brothers PH on Facebook and Instagram. Aside from being a 24-year-old businessman, he loves coffee, music, sports serving others, but most of all, loves Jesus. Please welcome Carla Tan. What's up? What's up?
1: Hi, Deb. Good to be here.
0: Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited yeah. to be part
0: of it. I am so excited to get into our topic <laughs> today. Yeah, but before we get into that, I'm just going to ask you the usual icebreaker questions sure. so that I get to know you and also our audience. So, my first question is What's your current favorite Filipino breakfast food?
1: Ah, uh, favorite Filipino. Actually, like ever since naman, I've really enjoyed a good tossilog. Ah. Like Tosino and itlog.
0: Agree, agree. Are you like the type that it has to be like sunny side up egg or it can be scrambled, can be whatever? Uh.
1: You know, it's funny. I thought I wasn't one of those people until I started having more sunny side up recently. And I'm like, I like this more.
0: (laughs) I get that. I get that. Yeah, but then also with the garlic rice as a movie.
1: Right. That's so good. Oh, my goodness. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Next question. What's that one movie that when you watch, it reminds you or immediately transports you back to your childhood?
2: Uh
1: Back to the Future, the series. That's so good. I love that. I mean, like that, I guess my dad's a huge movie buff. So he would always, I was really into cars. So whenever right. you saw a really cool, you know, car that goes from the sides, the doors open up, I was mm-hmm. like, that's legit. I, wanna, I want one of those. And then it time, it time travels, I'm like, wait, okay, it's cool. So ever since, I, ever since as a kid, I, lo- I love that movie. And mm-hmm. it's really been, brings me back to time with my dad, my family, and yeah.
0: That's cool. Okay. Noted on tosilog and back to the future. (laughs) So jumping straight into our topic today. So basically in 2020, everybody knows what happened. There was COVID among the other things that happened here in the Philippines. And as for you, you decided to start a business. So I'm curious, how was starting a business like during the pandemic and what were the things that you had to consider and how were you able to execute everything
1: um okay well just to clarify i uh bruce brothers has been around since 2018 okay we actually didn't start it in 2020 oh um but we we were doing a lot of uh different things we've actually pivoted our business model a few times, and I, mean, I'm, I guess I don't want to bore you and your audience with like the history, the play-by-play of everything <laughs> that happened. So, just to summarize, Siguru, um we started in twenty eighteen. Uh, I was working a corporate job, then I got the opportunity with my cousin to start this business, and then so we tried one thing in uh, called dominiums, and then another thing in uh, in schools. Eventually, we landed on um, schools at the time. So we were doing a, we had cafes in the schools and when COVID hit, it kind of, because schools came, went all in online, um, we were like, okay, now what? Uh, we had a few cafes with a partner, real estate developer as well, but also that went out of like, it it just stopped. So Mm -hmm. for us, we had to realize, okay, now what? We were kind of playing it by ear for the first couple of months. Um, We, about May or so, as we were, you know, looking to see what are the other opportunities there, we realized, hey, Cold Brew is something that looks really interesting. Um, so we decided that, okay, look, we, we have all of these resources. What will it take for us to start this? And Mike, as in on the other side of the family, who's uh, one of my, she's 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 I'm a, I'm her biggest fan to be honest. Like she's the best because she's so re- she's really really good at. Um, uh, she's a culinary graduate. she's worked oh, in the states. Oh. She worked in France. Um, she, brilliant, brilliant person. Shout out to Lynette. <laughs> yes. Uh, and she was like, okay, I can get you this in a month. Like I need about a month's time to really study the process. What will it take to start this business? And in the first week of June, we did launch. Bruce Brothers Cold Brew, which is what most people know it to be Mm -hmm. today. And so I guess the things that we had to consider was, one, the resources that we had um, at our disposal. Um, We actually had just bought a new machine. We had, you know, like there were things that we had planned for 2020 that kind of fell through the cracks. But it's just amazing how God was able to, over the past next few months, we were able to utilize all of the resources that we had effectively and in fact our team has grown since then i think we were a team of like two now we're like six so we've actually done a pretty good job i think so far and shout out to my team they're the best uh they all are so hardworking, full of Mm -hmm. integrity and you know they're they're brilliant people
0: okay so before we get like deeper into like now the business i'm just curious and i'm sure some would be curious as well cause you worked for corporate prior to sure. your business. I was just wondering what made you switch? Like, was there a significant thing that happened in your previous yeah. corporate job that <laughs> kind of was like, okay, you know what I'm quitting. And then I'm a stomach. <laughs> like, what was it?
1: Right. Um, to be honest, I've, I kind of, uh, I kind of felt thrown into it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, we, how do I say this? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, the job was great. You know, I was learning so much. I I had a, uh, a great team. Um, but there were some challenges that I had with them, um, in terms of personality and my own immaturity, my own insecurities that I had to work through. Mm -hmm. And I think that as, uh, uh, as I learned through those pretty painful experiences, um, i I learned a lot of you know you just gotta work as work kind of thing you I, guess I I came from a background where it's pretty easy to get by with a bare minimum. yeah, so as long as you pass, as long as you do the things, I mean as you know uh Cs get degrees kind of thing, although I wasn't like a failing student um it, it I just didn't have a lot of drive when it came to work, so when it came to you know getting my hands wet when it comes to all of the the work that I had, uh, it was a new experience and I, ch- I was challenged through that. And so when I got this opportunity from my cousin who works for a real estate company, uh, she said, hey, Carlo, why don't you try? Why, why, I, I kind of want to put up a coffee shop in the real estate company for all of the different projects. So would you want to consider, you know, working mm-hmm. through that with me? I'm like, sure. I-, I was working a six to three or seven to four job. I could probably work it at night. Um, yeah. Let's see how it goes. Um, and yeah, so I did that. Uh, I was working, I was probably pulling 18 to 20 hour days at the start. Wow. I would, yeah, because like what would happen is I would go to work at four to five because I I, I live uh, on the outskirts of Metro Manila. So mm-hmm. the, tra- the traffic alone is awful. So I didn't want to hit the Metro Manila rush hour traffic in the morning. So I would leave at four, take a nap until my shift at six or seven work until 3 to 4, then uh, take all of the, uh, uh, go to the project and man the booth from like 7 until 11.
2: Wow. Uh, and then I
1: would do that for about two weeks until we realized we needed to hire people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's kind of how we started. And so I guess the thing that really pushed me into that was, well, there were challenges at work, and then there were challenges at um, – there was this, just this opportunity, but really the meat of why I left was why would you leave a stable corporate job that was paying a really, really good salary yeah. to start a business that you have no idea will even succeed in an industry that is completely saturated? I mean, I could do this, but really? <laughs> so I think one of the things that one of my mentors said to me was, uh, Carlo, I think you can learn a lot more in entrepreneurship. I think Mm -hmm. you might have already maximized everything you could have learned in your season currently at this company. Not to say I couldn't have learned more, but up to that point, maybe I could have, maybe at that point, God had already felt like, okay, Carla, you've learned enough. It's time to move on to the next season of your life. So that's kind of it. That's the long answer. I'm sorry, it took a little bit.
0: No, it's fine. I know, but it's fine. (laughs) Well, I guess. Well, I know that, quote-unquote, as you mentioned, you were kind of like thrown into it. Um, and it wasn't, my assumption is it wasn't initially your idea, but your cousin's. But right. as you mentioned earlier, you kind of had to remodel a lot of things to what it eventually became this year, which is cold brew, online, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, why why decide to still push through with, the coffee business, particularly cold brew. Like, why coffee? Like, you could have... Because, like, from 2018 until 2020, you were remodeling the business. Like, you could have
2: right. eventually
0: ventured into other things with your cousin. But basically, why make the cold brew? Why? Yeah.
1: Are you talking about this year? Like, twenty? Yeah, yeah, this year. Okay. Well, I look at it, and I've learned this, I think, over the the few years that I've... I've been in the business for about two and a half years, almost three years. Two years, two years at this point. We started in 2018, so 2019. Yeah, two years. I can count.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: um, you know, honestly, it's, I, I, it's as simple as this to me that I've learned. Go where the greatest opportunity is yeah. in that season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's really important for people in this age to capitalize on the opportunities, regardless of whatever is happening. Um, all around you there's always opportunity and if you're able to identify that capitalize it with the resources that you have and execute it in a way that can make a difference for yourselves and the people around you whether that's your customers or your um or even your even your families um, or the team that you're handling it's uh i think that's why we moved to cold brew it was the greatest opportunity at the time Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if let's say there was an opportunity elsewhere that, you know, um, we felt like, hey, this looks something, looked like something that we can go into, we'd probably reevaluate and be like, Whoa. and if it if it made sense, we'd go into it.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's kind of the theory and the, the training that I've had so far with this business.
0: That's nice. Okay, so I guess I also just wanted to follow up on that because… You know, I've seen the business from uh, from when you launched it this year and, like, how it progressed throughout the months. How did you come up with the the different variants or flavors and et cetera? Because, like, I noticed that you started right. with, like, the original and the the cream and the brown sugar, and then mm-hmm. eventually you moved into, like, beans. You moved into yes. more flavors and then tea latte yes. and then your Christmas flavors. So, like, how do you and your… I mean, if it's if what if there's anything that's not confidential that you can share, like how <laughs> did you guys
2: okay, conceptualize, yeah, yeah,
0: like yeah, like those stuff and the evolution, um, and
1: whatever. Well, we were originally going to launch maybe three to four, and mm-hmm. then we in May we stopped. We realized that you know you have to do a competitor analysis right before you go into anything. You have to look mm-hmm. at who your potential threats, opportunity, SWOT analysis. If if you're if, if you're a business major, strength weaknesses. Yeah opportunities threats so when we were doing that for cold brew i realized that look we have the product's good like the cold brew in itself is good if we start mixing it with different flavors it's pretty easy to do relatively speaking yeah. um of course there's there are a few things i can't share but um yeah. well, i think one of the major turning points for us was look we it's so we're in such a unique position to diversify and mm-hmm. do something different actually we were probably one of the first in metro Manila to have the different f- stickers of the different colored mm. stickers
0: right mm-hmm.
1: there was only one or two i think one in cebu and maybe another one here in metro Manila that was doing a um a sticker like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: until we realized I, I actually we had printed the stickers already and we were going to start it we were going to launch already i said let's push it back a week let me revamp and uh we, we basically launched it and it hit. It was a huge hit at the start. So once we decided, okay, look, the six are great, but we need a little bit more of a kick after, after a few months. And mm. shout out to Lynette again because brilliant, brilliant, brilliant um, a developer of those drinks. Um, that's why I'm so confident in the, in the product. Yeah. So I know it can hold its own in, regardless of whoever you're talking to, whether that's somebody who's a little older somebody who's younger, Mm -hmm. um, somebody who likes sweet, doesn't like sweet. um,
2: That's me. Things like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, how do you like the coffee? It's good, right? I mean... Yeah,
0: it's good. It's good. So, like, um, just to clarify, you and your cousin, your split is basically she's the one that is the, I guess, the chef. Mm -hmm. No, the one that formulates the coffee and whatever. Right. You're, like, in the the promotions, the strategy, the business,
1: like that. Right. So mm-hmm. we, there are three of us. We okay. have my cousin who started us, st- who pitched this to me first. She's more of a silent partner right now. She, I mean, she oversees and she, she, she because she has a lot of uh, high level business development skill, she helps us be steered in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I'm the general manager and I run the external ops, whether that's sales, communication, business development, direction of the company, I'm the one, I'm in charge of that. Then we have Lynette who is in charge of the, the, the products, the operations, things like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, she oversees all of that. Mm-hmm. So we work together. Uh, and it's really cool because even with the team that we have together, we have, uh, my cousin who is kind of like a midway point between me and Lynette.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Lynette is kind of a very metic- meticulous, detail oriented person. I'm very much large scale. Yeah. So so when we work together, it's very Mm complementary. So yeah, that's what we do. That's how our team works.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious because it's evident that the business is also thriving because people have been locked up in our homes. And like, you know, I'm one of those people who have bought coffee from you. Um (laughs) I guess I'm curious, not necessarily a strategy because of course that would be confidential, but how do you see you know, your brand thrive once, you know, um, I guess the restrictions like loosen even more. Like people have now access again to like, I don't know, Starbucks, Coffee Bean, um, yeah. Best, whatever, um, uh, whatever their coffee shop is. Um, how do you like see like your business like grow like when mm. come that time? Like, do you think it's still going to be an online thing or like I don't know?
1: Uh it's a great question. Um yeah, it's a really good question. <laughs> no, uh, we, we've, we've foreseen that. You know? um, we, we have to be very sensitive to the, what our competitors are doing, what yeah. the market is going into. And actually, we've already felt the effects of you know, lesser restrictions on yeah. uh, going into malls, cafes, and we've actually felt that. And now is a, a great opportunity for us to evolve in a way. And mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Right now, we're in the process of, um, you know, auditing all of our systems. Where are we inefficient?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what What are our costs like? Do we need to do Do, do we need to come up with something different? Uh, how does the promo affect things? On the retail side, there's a lot of work that needs to be um, studied. Mm. But like, uh, like I said, when it comes to opportunities, we're not. While I can't really, you know, divulge exactly what we're going to be doing. Yeah, definitely. We do explore as many opportunities as we can around us. Let's say uh, you have an opportunity to go into this completely separate part of uh, you know coffee. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you have to be able to not be stuck. We need to not be stuck with what we think we have to do like the 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 ideas that we feel like okay well this is what we've always done therefore we need to continue this
2: right the, the business should
1: always Im- evolve but i will say that you need to simplify and you have to go back to your core yeah um that's something i learned very recently mm. like
2: that's
1: nice now's the now's not the time to be overcomplicating the business model mm. especially when people are struggling not having the financial capacity that they used to have um you know, it, it, it needs to be a very simple model that will, you know, make your cash flow run. Mm-hmm. Um, your, how your blood of a, of a company, um, if it doesn't move, you die, you know. So yeah, yeah. you need to have a good external, like, you're able to sell as well as you're managing your resources wisely. So, um, yeah, like I said, like, I, I can't really <laughs> divulge everything. fine, yeah. But... We're in the process right now of exploring new opportunities, and so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're excited for the new things that we. You'll just have to stay tuned, I guess, on, as to Definitely. what the next steps for us are gonna be.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, as a as an entrepreneur of coffee, like your business is coffee, sure. what do you think is the main selling point of coffee? Because, like you mentioned, like the market's very saturated from instant. Sure. To cold brew, to, mm-hmm. to coffee shops, whatever. Basically, coffee is literally everywhere. Like you have local, international, et cetera, et cetera. But what do you think is the main selling point for at least the, the people you're targeting? Is it the taste, the aesthetic of the packaging, the everything? Like what, what is it?
1: I think it's a number of things. And I think mm-hmm. what I, how I'll answer that is I think it's different for every person. Right. Some people, you know, they, they prioritize price. Like, mm-hmm. I just need the cheapest coffee. That I don't care about the quality. I just need the cheapest coffee that will get me where I need to get.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For other people, it's more of a lifestyle. I want to try. You have your third wave uh, people who are really into the beans, um, you know, roasters. They, they go so deep into that, that it's really a hobby. It's really like wine to them, which it, in right. a way it is.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: for other people, it's very much like a... luxury like i Mm. am i'm looking for the best you know tasting brand for my my extra money that i have to spend you know so i think it's different for every person that's why it's interesting for us you know like we we play in a in a market that you know it's we're actually higher our price point is higher than most Mm. of our competitors and i will say that over the pandemic we've grown from last i checked in May we had about 15 to 20 competitors, I think nationwide. Yeah. By September we had 150. Wow. In terms of whether that was a home business or whether that was a cafe that mm-hmm. pivoted into Old Brew. So, you know, the market isn't as it's a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. And so you have to find a way to innovate and be a cut above the rest. Yeah. And that's always a challenge. I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it or we're perfect at it. But I will say that one thing we do have is a very strong product. And it's really the execution of the you know, marketing. Um, you know, yeah, like marketing really. That's really what it is.
0: Yeah. So what were, you know, aside from the pandemic, what were the challenges that you've experienced or your team has experienced? And what were the things that you've learned so far?
2: Okay. Um let me think about that.
1: <laughs> the challenges. Um there's so many. Like I I I'm not really I'm not at a loss for words because I, you know it's it's more like there were so many. I'm kind of trying to recall
2: which were the major ones. <laughs> it's fine. I think one major thing is you need we had to
1: understand where you have to be very self-aware of where you're at in the market and how you're going to stand out the the nice thing is for me is uh, i work as a part-time photographer um, as a wedding photographer so i i can bring in that professional level skill to even the ig posts that we have Mm -hmm. but even that is limited in itself just because you have a good photo doesn't mean that you you're gonna get sales or things like that. So yeah. it's really being creative. The creativity there is, was one of our major challenges. So um, oh, it's, it's not all glitz and glamor when it comes to business. You know, there's, there's a lot of, how do you get your name out there? How do you um, make sure you bring out something that your customers will value? And that I think is always the challenge. Um, another challenge we had was logistics. You know, you're know you at the mercy of the people that can deliver your products to your end customer. Yeah. So how do you manage that? How do you solve problems like that? Another thing is you worry about the little things. When you work in corporate, as long as you get your work done, you clock out, you're done. Here, your mind continually races as to how to make things better, how to improve, uh, how to um, be more efficient, how to be faster, how to come up with better deals, with better... Um, with better, uh, you know, ideas. Things that, again, at the end of the day, you want your customer to value what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. And if you start with the customer as to, okay, who is really, who am I trying to reach? What am I trying to show them?
2: Mm. What do
1: we represent? When you wrestle with questions like that, that, you know, uh, it, it needs to, you need to wrestle with them. However, I'll go back to what my leader always said. Sometimes you don't need to overthink it. At the end of the day, now in a pandemic, you have to, go, you have to simplify everything and go, yeah. what's your business model? How are you going to create cash flow? So yeah. you have the theoretical, you have the visionary aspect, but you also have the on the ground, what do we need to do to survive mm-hmm. a situation like this? And I think that's one thing that I really liked about our team is that we're, very, we're used to grit like we're used to having a lot of grit and having a lot of perseverance
2: nice. because
1: we've gone through so much as a team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we've, we've, we've gone through maybe four to five business models already and we're probably going to shift again. So we're used to failure. We're used to being uh, for something to not work. But I think it's as you're learning and shift. you you're constantly shifting, constantly evolving, mm-hmm. but being patient in what you're currently doing to see if it really works or not, but as you're shifting from thing to thing and you're evolving, I think it builds a lot of character, especially with our team.
2: So, yeah.
0: That's nice. Okay. So, I definitely want to end this episode more on a positive note. So, I want to ask, sure. what is that, um, you not know, one thing, but I guess you could cite one or two maybe things that you enjoy the most about owning a business or in particular this current business that you have.
1: Sure. <laughs> I'll start with the shallow one. Um, Money? <laughs> you have, well, uh, even that sometimes <laughs> is a challenge. You know, like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I'll just tell you one really cool thing. There was a time during the pandemic that the whole industry was affected. It was really hard. We, we really struggled. And then one of my, one of my uh, partners said, Carlo, get ready for the Christmas season. Just wait. It's going to hit.
2: Mm-hmm. So you
1: have to get ready. And I was kind of like, what? But we're not doing well now. So... What are you talking about? I mean I, I, in my mind, and then the Christmas season hit, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, it was insane because even our suppliers were struggling to make to you know handle the delivery, yeah, yeah, yeah. to get our stuff. so we were it was a constant battle of like, okay, so are we allowed to sell this? Are we not allowed to sell? like, can we sell this? Can we not sell this? You know like you don't want to overpromise, but you also don't want to undersell. So it's always maximizing, you know, so that was really fun, but like I guess to me... Um, that was fun, it was, it was good because you know we had good sales for December, so we're excited. <laughs> uh, but we, one thing I really like is that you hold your own time. Like, for me yeah. as an entrepreneur, I love the fact that I can wake up. Okay, you know, sometimes you should be awake all the time to be, you know, working. <laughs> but there are times when I'm just like, I can't, I can't, can somebody cover for me? And there'll be somebody who be like, Yeah, I got you, no worries. so that's the fun thing we have in our team. Like somebody is always there to pick up the slack if somebody needs to take a break or take a few extra hours of sleep. You know. That's good. Uh, so that's fun. Yeah, and I think the another thing, what question? What do I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. One of the things I really enjoy is how. And I I don't want to I don't want to over spiritualize this, but for me, I was it was so it's been so evident to me how God got us through every challenge we've had so far since 2018 the yeah. business could have died and maybe three to four times
2: mm-hmm. but
1: one of the things i'm really enjoying so much and gives me so much confidence and assurance is that when for me i try to run my business for the for to the for the goal of honoring god through all of it through the failure through the pain but also in its successes and all the, the good times so I have now learned the perspective that whether you know the business is doing well or when it, whether it's not you honor God you praise God and God will be sure to you know grow you whether or not it might not be your business it might not be at the end of the day I always tell my 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 team at the end of the day this business doesn't mean anything at the end of the the goal should be we honor God with what we do yeah. because God can take it away at any point. And so we have that mentality. So we always have that urgency. We maximize each day for what it is. Mm-hmm. We, we push ourselves to be the most excellent we can at every given moment, as much as possible. Of course, there are lapses. Of course, we're not perfect. But that's something I'm really enjoying because we've seen firsthand how faithful God has been,
2: mm-hmm. how
1: good God has been to us through the work that we've done. And we're excited because you know, we, ha- we get the great opportunity of blessing people through something we love and that's coffee. So, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: That's great. Thank you. Okay, so one last thing. Um, sure. Maybe if you could, I don't know, share any encouragement to listeners that are aspiring entrepreneurs that are probably hesitant to start their own business or mm-hmm. is at the point of maybe giving up on their current business. I don't know, like any encouragement okay. to them.
1: For people that are wanting to start their own business, the first question I would ask is why? I mean, it, it seems like a really you know, general question. It sounds like I'm trying to be more profound than I am, but I'm not. The, the reason why I say that is, is <laughs> I, I, I had the opportunity because I was able to reevaluate all of my resources before I went into my business. If your, if your, job is, if your goal right now in life is stability and the corporate life is getting you to that, you know, you're doing that, why would you start your own business? Because there's so much instability in a business,
2: yeah. um,
1: especially in a in a startup. Um, I would not actually advise everybody to go into their own business. If there's nothing wrong, in fact, there's many admirable things about being in a corporate job. I I, I respect and admire a lot of people who are in corporate jobs. Um, so that's one. This if you are in a position where you're reevaluating your, you know, your resources and you're like okay maybe i can't start a business Mm -hmm. i would say prepare for a lot of failure (laughs) you you, god has a way of you know disciplining you and sharpening your mind and your heart
0: and using failure yeah
1: exactly i I can't tell you how many times i woke up crying or like went throughout the day or in my car was like either crying in frustration or crying in thanksgiving wow like it's 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 really, a, it's really a gut-wrenching emotional experience. I mean, some people can do it. Like for me, I'm an emotional person. So some people, they can go through it and be like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But for other people like me, you know, it, it, it takes a toll on your emotional stability. So that's one. Um, for people that are thinking or, or, or challenged in their business, I, I would say a very simple thing. Don't over it. At the end of the day, you just have to be very careful. What's not working? Why aren't why isn't it working?
2: Mm-hmm. Do you have
1: the resources to to pivot and do something different? Or are you trying to make something work that really isn't meant to be? Because what you don't want is to push out an idea. Sometimes you 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 ask for, you know, you get into debt just trying to prove an idea that you don't know if it will even work. Mm-hmm. or like you, you make the wrong choices because you're trying to push out your own agenda. And I think it's being sensitive and um, sensitive in the way that you just have to be very objective with what is happening. Stop being in denial about what's currently going on um, because of an ideal that you want to have. Just to reevaluate. There's nothing wrong with that. As, a, as business owners, you have to be you know, un- unemotional. And that's was something that I had to learn because I always, almost always, pushed out an emotional decision in the guise or the mask of it being an objective decision so that's something that you have to let go of like you don't need to overcomplicate it just you know figure it out
0: thanks carlo i super sure. appreciate you joining me today and <laughs> i'm sure a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs will be encouraged by your story and the things that you've shared today so should there be any that's listening to this episode I hope this propels you to jumpstart your own business or you know even persevere and continue and thrive and strive and if you've been listening to our previous episodes you would know that the most important step is always the first step no matter how small And we'd just like to add, before we end today's episode, aside from their social media pages, I would like to invite everyone to check out their website, brewsbrothersph.com, to see what products they're currently offering. And just a personal note and recommendation from me to you, if you have low sugar tolerance like I do, their Cold Brew Original is one of the best. Thank you and see you guys in the
2: next episode.